name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I, I want to minister something to you that God just kind of quickened in my spirit uh, yesterday afternoon, actually. And uh, I just been meditating upon it. But we've heard that scripture over in Proverbs, the 26th chapter, in the second verse, where it said, As the bird by wandering, as the shallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. Now, when people hear this scripture, the first thing is, uh, you know, what caused me to have my problem in my life? And that's what we're going to address tonight, because you know what? God doesn't want you condemning yourself. You know, one thing that we know for a fact, the devil is mad, and I'm glad, but he's mad because he knows what God did for us through Jesus Christ. And he wants to condemn. He wants to condemn. And, and you know, and I know I preach and teach uh, a strong message of faith. I believe in faith. I think faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. Faith doesn't come by experience. Faith comes by hearing the Word. It's the Word of God that's going to be, that's going to deal the blow to the devil. When Jesus was tempted, what did he do? It is written. Satan, it is written. And so therefore we have the same opportunity as believers to come against the enemy in whatever area he's attacking us in and say, Satan, it is written. It is written. And that's why we can declare, I'm healed. It's written by the stripes of Jesus. Now, you know, somebody said, well, I, I don't have the symptoms are still there. You just keep speaking the word. You know, see, the thing is, Jesus has already paid the price. Man, I, and I said this the other day, and some of you might not have been here to hear, but there's two things. There's faith answering time and faith manifestation time. Now, the Bible says when you call on him, he hears you. Amen? When you call upon the Lord, he hears you. So faith answering time is really when you call upon the Lord. That's faith answering time. Because God has already made the provisions for everything that He said in the Word is ours. It's already ours right now. So that's faith answering time. Faith manifestation time is when the actual manifestation of whatever you believe God for happens. I've seen people healed instantly. I've seen people healed gradually. I've seen some people have to wait three months before the manifestation comes. Or six months before the manifestation comes. That doesn't mean they're lacking any faith. That doesn't mean that, uh, you know, God is uh, uh, sidestepping them and not doing what they're believing for. That's not it at all. See, we just have to get it clarified in our mind. When I call upon the Lord, He hears me. And when we pray in faith believing, what does the Bible say? You shall receive. Now, you shall receive. Now, it could be immediately. And I thank God for those immediate blessings and immediate answers to prayer. There's nothing, I, I, I know every one of us would rather have an immediate answer to prayer on everything we pray. But just because it doesn't happen immediately, what I want to encourage you tonight is, that doesn't mean you have lack of faith. We, we, we base our faith on feelings. You can base your faith on emotions. You can base your faith on visual sight, what you see. Say, for instance, you had a big old sore on your arm and you just believe in God for that thing to go away. And you see it every day. And it, but you know what? If you look at it every day, well, it's, it's still there. It's still there. No, what you need to do is just cover it up and say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. And one day when you get ready to take a shower, you'll look in the mirror and say, Whoa, it's gone. Hallelujah. But it, it happened when it, God answered when you prayed. Manifestation time comes, sometimes immediate, sometimes shortly thereafter, sometimes a long time thereafter. When I say a long time, I mean a, a longer period of time. And that's not, I'm not trying to uh, get people in a position to believe God for longer periods of time. I believe we should just say, Lord, I'll receive it in the name of Jesus. And the manifestation will come. The Word is already established. In fact, the Bible said His Word is forever settled in heaven. Hallelujah. It's already forever settled in heaven. But I heard a man preaching the other day on this particular scripture. He said, the curse caused this shall not come. 
he made a statement that I, I couldn't agree with, but, uh, but he, I may make statements he don't agree with either, you know. But, but the thing is, he, he made a big statement. He said, I believe the coronavirus is because it's the church's fault. We rewound it to make sure we heard it right, you know. It was on the internet. <laughs> but no, he said, it's the church's fault, Sister Francis. Now, you know, to me, that's one of the most foolish statements I've ever heard for a man of God to say that it's the church's fault. It's not the church's fault. <laughs> We're not bringing disease and sickness on people. <laughs> We're not praying sickness and disease upon people. That's not our job. You know, God's, when God's judgment time comes, that's His business. But what we have to do beforehand, we pray for God's grace in people's lives. Listen, God's grace can reach the most horrendous sinner, the, the most vile person there is. Uh, he can reach down into the lower depths uh, of where they are and lift it. And just like that, they're changed and born again and become new creatures in Christ Jesus. Now, that's a miracle. Amen? Faith manifestation time is immediate when that happens. <laughs> just like that, you're changed. Just like that, you're born again. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't have some rough edges that God has to chisel off every once in a while, you know, and, and get you in shape and get you in position. And that, that's where holiness comes in, you know. You know, you, 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 you don't... I've seen people get saved, Brother Hass, and they cuss like a sailor before they got saved. And even after they got, I mean, before they got saved and after they got saved, they still cuss sometimes. And I said, Lord, now, did they get saved or did they not? He said, it's just your business to just love them and pray for them. It's my business to clean them up. <laughs> and God will do that. See, it doesn't mean because that person, you know, got aggravated or something and cussed that they're uh, some vile sinner again. You know, that's not it. That's not it. But you know, the thing is, God wants to change us, and He wants to transform us. But when He made that statement, though, I said, Lord Jesus, now, people are under condemnation enough. And, and I'm going to address something here in, in a little while, but, but you know, there's people that have been standing for a miracle. And believing, when I say standing for a miracle, to standing for the manifestation of that miracle. And for God to manifest His power in a situation. And they're standing. And you know what the devil does? He loves to rub their faces in the fact, you don't have it, you didn't get it. Who, who do you think you are to believe that God's going to do this? Now, uh, listen, I want to encourage people. It doesn't matter because there's faith answering time, there's faith manifestation time. And I want to tell you something. God's Word is truth regardless of what we feel like, what it looks like, or what the people say, or what the circumstances look like. God's, God's Word doesn't change. He doesn't change. He's the Lord God. He changes not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. God hadn't changed, so who's changed? <laughs> it's kind of like the little man and wife driving down the road when they first got married. You couldn't tell if there was one person with two heads in the car or not, you know. That was before we had all this stuff in the middle, you know, you know, in the seats and all this stuff that's, you know, that's there now. But, I mean, you know, but, but you, you couldn't tell if there's one person going down the road with two heads, you know. Then you drive up and you see there's two people. And, uh, boy, they just love you, doesn't you know. This little couple got married, and boy, that's the way they drove down the road. They were just driving down the road. You just They looked like just one person going down the road, you know. Then one day, the wife was sitting on her side of the car, and she said, You know, we've changed. She said, There's something changed. Do you love me? Well, yes, I love you. I told you I loved you when I got married. Well, yeah, but... You know, and there, there's a couple that went by, and a little older couple, and they were still side by side in the car, you know. And said, well, look at that. They're still sitting side by side. We used to do that. I don't know if we still love each other as much. And he just looked at her and said, well, I haven't moved. <laughs> I want to tell you something. God hasn't moved. He's still in the same place. <laughs> Sometimes, I don't feel the love of God. I don't feel God. I don't feel the anointing. I don't know. Listen, God hasn't moved. 
He's still in the same place he was. The power of God's still just as real as it was. God's, God's love is just as real. His grace is just as real. His mercy just as real. He hasn't changed one bit. So we need to understand that God is doing something in our lives. Amen? But, but there's people that have this condemning spirit that hits them. They think that God's punishing them for something that they did 50 years ago. And listen, there's people, there, there's people that can help build that in somebody's mind also by talking and, and using the wrong words and the, using the wrong revelation of anything that God has. But, but listen, God doesn't want condemnation in us whatsoever. Somebody said, well, I know, but I, I must not be living right or I'd be healed. No, 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 don't, don't. That's the devil. That's the devil putting that condemnation on you. Y'all see what I'm saying tonight? Listen, I don't want any of our people to feel like they're second-rate Christians. We're first-class Christians. And God has the best for all of us. Every one of us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you what. It may, some people may have been battling something for 20 years, but it doesn't matter. Jesus is still Lord, and God's still going to do it. And you know what? I, I can't tell God when or how or what to do. All we can do is believe God, and I want to encourage people just to believe God. Don't get mad at God. Don't blame God. Sometimes we put God in a box. It's got to be this way or no way. My way or no way. Amen? And that's the, that's the way it is a lot of times. But, but the Bible said in Romans 8, 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, that's also in reference to salvation. Uh, Paul's writing to the church of Rome at this particular time. And, uh, and the, he, he said there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Listen, people can condemn you. You know, I, 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 I've been in churches before and, and I, I wanted to act like we did at my church where I, I was growing up in, you know, an associate ministry and stuff. And, and I, I, but you know what? The love of God was in their heart. And they were doing it unto the Lord. Yeah, how many sees what I'm saying tonight? They were doing it unto the Lord. It, listen, we try to put God in a box. Don't put God in a box. <laughs> God's God. And you know what He's liable to do? He's liable to take the most timid person there is and make them do the most foolish thing in church just to get glory. Or He may take the most boisterous person and just calm them. To a place to where they can't even hardly move. <laughs> How many things what I'm saying tonight? Because we put God in a box. But there's no condemnation. Everybody say, thank God there's no condemnation. <laughs> now, there is a cause. That preacher said that we're the cause for the coronavirus. I don't, I don't buy that one bit. I, I don't believe any believer, uh, you know... Uh, well, and, and if we're not doing our job, no. Or we, uh, you know, the, the same person that would preach something like this would, uh, you know, he, he'd want to, he, he would want to compare uh, the blessings of God by finances, you know. And you can't do that either. God is God. You know what I've learned in my walk with the Lord, Brother Hans? God has everything. He's got it all. If I need $100, God will give me the $100. If I needed ten thousand dollars, God'd give me the ten thousand dollars. If I needed fifty dollars, He'd give me fifty dollars. And we need to praise God and thank God for it because He is the supplier. Amen. He's the one that's doing it all. But so it, the cause and failure, and, and the cause. When I say the cause, uh, uh, let's read that scripture again. The curse causes shall not come. Now, what's the cause that the curse comes? The cause really is that the, the failure to know and to abide in the Word. How many knows if you know the Word, you're, going to, you're not going to get knocked off dead center somewhere? If you know what God's Word declares, nobody's going to talk you out of it. I don't believe there's a one of us in here tonight that anybody can come up and talk you out of your salvation. 
And if they could, we need to get you saved. <laughs> Amen. Nobody could talk you out of the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Nobody, nobody could talk you out of that. Why? Because we have it, we've experienced it, and we know what God will do, can do, and wants to do. Amen. But we have to get ourselves in a position. But there is a cause. That's the failure to know and abide in the Word. The word, Listen, this Word is still the answer. This Word is the answer. Now, listen, I, I, I don't know how much you agree with me or not, but I'm going to say something here. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is this. You can have an emotional time and no Word. And walk out the door, and the devil can knock you off your feet. Emotions are going to just last so long. Now, now I want to preface everything. I'm not against emotionalism. (laughs) I love shouting, praising God out loud, worshiping the Lord. I, 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 I appreciate the fact that we have the freedom to express ourselves to God. And nobody can put you in a box. Thank God we're not in a box. God is God. But what, but, but what we need to understand is that the Word, the Word, the Word is the final authority. I'm not healed because of the way I feel. I'm healed because it says by His stripes I was healed. I don't have the joy of the Lord because I do something. The joy of the Lord is here and it bubbles forth. And the peace of God is in us and it keeps our heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Because that's the Word. Praise God. So, there's reason why the devil gets the upper hand on us. And... uh, and a lot, of, a lot of believers have had this lie given to them by the devil. They've been deceived into believing that Satan has the right to attack you. I want to tell you something. He doesn't have the right to touch you. The devil does not have the right to do anything. <laughs> Somebody said, well, what's happening? You know, well, the devil is having a heyday. With some people in their mind and in their spirit and in their, in their thinking. But I want to tell you something. Jesus is still Lord. He's still Lord of it all. So, but you know, they've been duped by the lies of the devil. The devil said, well, you know, if you really got healed, you wouldn't have that pain. And I don't believe in mind over matter either. I believe in faith over matter. <laughs> What the Word declares. But at the same time, if the manifestation has not happened, we don't have to yield to the pain in the sense of yielding. I'm not saying if you get, if you got a pain, you're going to twitch or you're going to, how, how many knows what I'm saying? You're, you're going to still have some signs of, I'm, you're hurting. But the, you're not going to let it overtake you and overcome you because you know what the Word declares and you just say, devil, you're a liar. I had this evangelist and his wife, and, and she had lupus really, really bad. And she had to take a medication. And she would take it, and she, she brought it with her. Now listen, thank God all knowledge that the doctors have is given by God. It is. It's given by God. Now there's some doctors think they are God. <laughs> and there's some that think they can do God's work. But I want to tell you something. All knowledge comes from God. Not the medical knowledge, it comes from the Lord. Thank God. I, you know, I've got a Christian doctor, and I thank God for that. And, and, and uh, you know, he tells me what he has to tell me as a doctor, you know, that they, by law, I guess he has to tell me certain things. He asked me if I want to do this, that. I said, no. He's okay. <laughs> I still got a right. Amen. But the thing is this, God's word is truth. But the devil, he, he, he has come against God's people. And he has tried to show you that God doesn't love and God's power is not real. 
and God can't do what he, everybody's saying he can do. I want to tell you something. God can do it. He will do it. He wants to do it. And he is doing it. He's going to continue to do it. And he's going to do what his word declares. But sometimes manifestation time is just a little bit longer down the road. Doesn't mean God hadn't started. This lady would take her medicine every night before the service. And if she was in a three-week revival or two-week revival, whatever they were having, you know, uh, she would she had her medicine. And you know what she'd do? She'd get in front of that mirror. And she said, Devil, you're a liar. And you were defeated 2,000 years ago. And by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. And this medicine isn't healing me. It's only controlling the symptoms. And she said, I'm going to take the medicine so the symptoms are controlled until the manifestation comes. Hallelujah. And you know what? It wasn't long after that. I don't know how many months this had to go on with her. But you know what? One night she came in and she was totally free and healed by the power of God. And I mean several months. It went by. It might have been almost a year, you know, that she was doing. But you know what? It wasn't the medicine that did, brought the healing. It only controlled the symptoms. God brought the healing. Because if it was the medicine, she would have had to defend it on it the rest of her life. But see, thank God, when God does it, you're going to know it. I've had people healed of diabetes. And uh, uh, they come up to me after the service and they felt the power of God go through them, you know. And they said, Brother Clarence, should I quit taking my insulin? I said, no. They said, what? You're, you're a man of God. I said, well, I'm not going to tell you to quit taking something. I said, because you see, what I do know and what I've learned is that when you take it and God has touched you and healed you, your body is going to let you know you don't need it anymore. And I said, what I like to tell people to do, go to your doctor, let him declare you healed. Isn't that what Jesus did with the lepers? Go show yourself to the priest. Go show yourself to the priest. And so, think, see, some people think when you get to talking strong faith, you know, that you're way off the, way off your rocker, way out here in left field somewhere. No, no, no. No. We, we know that God is all powerful. And we know that God will do anything and can do anything and does want to do anything. He does anything. Amen. But you see, the thing is, we have to learn that faith answering time, faith manifestation time. But in the meantime, you know, just stay as healthy as you can and, and, and get that attitude in your heart that you're not taking it forever, but get it in your heart that it's only here temporarily until the manifestation comes. Praise God. That's good preaching, Brother Clarence. Oh, yeah. I've heard many, uh, throughout my years of preaching, you know, I've, I've, there's been incidents and, uh, in the healing and deliverance ministry that we were involved with, with a lot of different preachers and things. And most of them, I'd say 99% of them were right on with God, you know. But 1% of them that kind of, what they wanted to do, you know, sometimes. And it, it was more for show than anything. And, but, you know, what we, we got to understand, I've heard believer, uh, deliverance ministers and believe and say demonic spirits have a right to them at any time. Uh, I, I've, preachers have put a fear in people. Saying, you know, you better watch out. The devil's going to jump on you when you go out that door. You know, you better watch out and get ready because, you know, oh, listen, you got the victory right now, but the devil's going to jump on you and you're going to, oh, that's fear. That's nothing more than fear. And, but the fact is, the fact is, demons have to have permission before they can even have a right to you. We have to give them permission. Hallelujah. I have something, somebody said, well, you mean I have to give permission? Well, you have to just, if you quit believing God and quit trusting God and quit speaking what God says and quit saying what the Word says and believe that God, that God's done what He said He was going to do, then, you know, I'm not going to give the devil permission to do anything. Nothing at all. Because the demon world has to bow at the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Every sickness, every disease has to bow at the name of Jesus. Satan's power has been broken for you, me, we're believers, and the power of Satan has been broken. Glory to God. No longer. Paul teaches this. Look at Colossians 2, verses 4 through 7. And he said, This I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. 
For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order in the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. And he said in the sixth verse, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. I want to read that latter part again in Colossians where he's talking there. He said, as you've received Jesus Christ the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. How many knows faith is important? You, you Listen, you don't have anything without faith. You're saved by faith. You receive the Holy Spirit by faith. You receive your healing by faith. You receive your provisions by faith. You know, if you work for somebody and, and uh, you work for them all week, 40 hours plus sometimes, and, and uh, you, you're, you're working by faith. You're working by faith. You're, you're believing that when that week's over with and they hand out the paychecks that week, that you're going to have one with your name on it. And with the amount that you agreed to. <laughs> and and, and you're, go, you're going to say, Hallelujah. And if, it didn't, if you didn't get a check and you worked hard all week, now if you didn't work hard all week, you might not have nothing to stand on, you know. <laughs> but if you worked hard all week, you've got a right to say, hey, where's my check? Where's my check? I want to tell you something. We as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, we, we've got a right to say, I need to cash my check, Lord. <laughs> Maybe healing. Could be joy. Could be peace. It could be finances, it could be a home, it could be uh, loved ones need to come to the Lord and being set free and delivered. It could be a lot of things, but we can cash our check, praise God, because Jesus paid the price by the blood, the power of the blood, and the blood of Jesus is ours. Can you say amen? We've been, everybody say, I'm established in the faith. Yeah. And we've been taught and abounding therein with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Glory to God. How many remember the first time you got saved? They couldn't keep you quiet enough. Now then we got a pool like pulling teeth. You get somebody said, anybody got a word for the Lord? Anybody got a testimony? <laughs> Not here. Everybody here would stand up and testify. Tonight anyway. <laughs> but Satan's power has been broken. Look at Colossians. I'm going to read several scriptures here, but, you know, the Word speaks for itself. Colossians 2, verses 18, I mean, 8 through 15, I'm sorry, Colossians 2, 8 through 15. He said, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, and whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of your flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Everybody says raised from the dead. That's what our salvation is based on. And... Hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, not just part of them. Now, you know, and I, I do know that there's some things that have a big root in some people sometimes. How many knows what the, the root of sin or the root of a habit or, or something that's there? I've seen people that has a hard time getting rid of tobacco, you know. Uh, I, I, it's hard. They they do it for two or three weeks, then that that yearning or whatever, and and, and they give in to it, and the devil condemns them, you know. But once they understand that at the cross, Jesus defeated the devil, and we're not having to do it in our own strength. We don't have to overcome in our own strength. Jesus overcome the devil. And all he's doing is sharing that victory with us. He's already overcome. He's already overcome all, every sickness and disease that's named and not even named yet. He's already overcome it all. It, it, it's ours now just for receiving. See, we're, we're to receive it. And whatever we have in the Lord, it's ours. 
Jesus paid the price. Praise God. And he, he have, look at us what it said. He quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. So what are we saying here? Curse, curses can only take effect. <laughs> In your life when you personally commit a sin contrary to the Word of God. How many ever sinned after you got saved? <laughs> now we're not going to have a contest of who sinned more. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm talking about. We, 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 we've all, in other words... Curses can only take an effect when you personally commit a sin contrary to the Word of God. See, if, if, if you, you, you put yourself out of the bounds of God when we sin. If we sin, we put ourselves out of the bounds of God. But that doesn't mean God's grace can't reach in where we are and pull us back in, which He does. And, I, and we're not condemning people, some that's watching by Facebook Live, we're not condemning you because you have fallen, got up, fallen, got up, fallen. Yeah, anybody ever seen anybody like that? Like, like, like Jack in the Box, you know. And they're down, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But you know what? God says, I want you to get a hold of the revelation of this thing and realize that I have defeated the enemy for you. It's done once and for all. Victory's ours in the name of Jesus. We have been redeemed. Have been. Not going to be. We have been redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed from the curse. Praise God. So if the devil comes against you with part of the curse, you just have to look him square in the face and say, Devil, you are a liar and you're trespassing on God's property. Because my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost now. And I'm telling you, devil, you're not going to have your way. <laughs> you're trespassing in the name of Jesus. But curses, uh, uh, it opens the door for the enemy to demonically bind you. Uh, listen, there's some people that they can get demonically bound in the sense of uh, fear. You know, fear can be a demonic binding. Uh, lack of peace. And you're just all anxious all the time. You know, you, you've been around people that's just anxious all the time. They can't get peaceful. And, and the, but see, God wants, number three, He has given us righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, because He who knew no sin became righteous. That, that, or became sin so that we who were in sin could become righteous through Him. In other words, He became what He was not so we could become what we were not. Amen. He became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. See, did you know what gives you the right to believe God? The righteousness. Hallelujah. You've got every right in the world. To believe God. You've got every right in the world to believe God for miraculous things. Miracles. Healings. Whatever it might be. Loved ones to come home to the Lord. You know, we've got every biblical right in the world because we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank God. Hallelujah. Now don't shout me down because I'm doing so good, okay? <laughs> but... <laughs> I remember one time I was I was in a family reunion type thing at Christmas time. Uh, my dad he he loved to get around the family. You know he was he was a family man and he loved the family. So he said, "Son, will you take me over there? I just want to see some people. I hadn't seen some of them in a long time." I said, "Sure, Dad, we'll go." So anyway, we got there and and when I got there, they was all whispering, pointing at me, you know, because <laughs> they thought I was a fanatical preacher. And I was. And I am. I believe what the Word says. 
Anyway, we were there, and, you know, this was our relative, you know, and we thank God for relatives. I love them. I mean, I, I've still got good relationship with my relatives. And uh, some of them have come along and saw the word like I preached it, you know. Thank God. <laughs> but, but you know, they were, they were there, and, and one of them said, well, you know, I've got that, I've got that pain down in my leg like Aunt Susie had, you know. And, and I'll tell you what, it's a, and, how, and they said, well, how old are you? And they said, they told them how old they was. And they said, well, yeah, that's when Aunt Susie got hers, you know. And so, you know, it's just hereditary, you know. It's it just passed down through the bloodline here, you know. And, and then another one was talking about, you know, having trouble with something else and, and trouble with something else. And, and finally, I, I, I tell you what, I just, I said, Dad, let's go. Because my dad, he, he believed the word, you know, but I, and he, he knew I was kind of getting irritated. And he said, I said, Dad, let's go. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see him another time. He, no, no, let's just, just wait a few minutes, you know. I said, okay. And then they just, one of them said, yeah, I got that. And same, same thing that ain't, ain't Susie had, you know. And, and uh, finally, I, I couldn't take no more. I, I said, I got a word to say. And uh, I stood up and I said, you know, I said, I just want you to know that, well, you know who I am. <laughs> and I, I said, I just want you to know that uh, uh, I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. And all of these aches and pains, I'm not going to get because I'm related to all of you in the natural. I said, because I've got a new bloodline through Jesus Christ. Boy, it got so quiet in there, you could hear a pin drop on the carpet. About five minutes went by. Nobody said nothing. Then all of a sudden, somebody got up and said, Well, you know, I got that pain Aunt Susie had. And it's just doing me the same. I said, Dad, I'm going. I'll come back and get you. if you." No, Dad, no, son, I'm with you. Let's go, you know. So we, let, we got out of there. <laughs> now, if my relatives were watching, I'd love them. And they believe God, too. <laughs> and God's done some miraculous things in their lives. Amen. And He is. But, you know, uh, not all of them believed it at that time. But, uh, you know. <laughs> but aren't you glad we got a new bloodline? You don't have the same old bloodline. It doesn't matter if you had ten alcoholics in your family. You don't have to be one. It doesn't matter if everybody got... Whatever sickness or disease, you know, because it was bloodline or hereditary, you know, down through the line. You don't have to. You can put a stop to it right now. Say, I've been, I'm in a new bloodline. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Praise God. Victory is mine. Can you say amen? Oh, glory to God. I tell you, the, the curse, the curse is not a, is, it's not an easy thing to, for some people to get rid of, you know. And a curse is that exactly that. If it's in the bloodline, it, 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 then that they think it's because it's in the bloodline, they've got to have it because it's, it's what the bloodline says, you know. Well, you know, I've got to have it because that's what they say, you know. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to. We can still be free in Jesus' name. So what we've got to do, there's two, there's, two, there's two main causes that cause these things, fear and sin. Fear and sin. Sin will cause you to be in a position to where you receive what the old bloodline has. Fear will cause you to receive. Because the devil will put fear in your heart. I had a, a sister-in-law that her mother died at age, I think it was 51 or 52. And uh, when her time came to get to that age, I mean, she was a nervous wreck. A nervous wreck. Oh, she thought she was just going to die when she turned 51. And if she went to 52, she knew she wouldn't make it to the end. And she just, she just had that in her heart. And I mean, you know, it was, it was literally causing her to get sick physically because of the fear that was in her heart. She, she had confidence in me. Uh, my sister-in-law did. And, and my brother did. And, and so, you know, he said, come on over and just talk to her. I said, okay. So he did. And I, I just talked to her plain and blunt and just told her, I said, you know what? You don't have to. Your, 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 your inheritance is not that. It's in Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus Christ. And we can stop that right now. 
We can stop that right now by you just repenting. Because, see, she hadn't been serving the Lord, you know. And I said, just repenting and coming back to the Lord, you can stop that sickness from spreading through your bloodline and just stop it right now. And you know what she did? She's still alive. Hallelujah. Still going strong. Because it was fear that was gripping her heart. I want to tell you something. Fear and sin are the two main causes. Sin will cause that to happen. But fear, fear is a deadly thing in a, in a person's life. And we don't need fear. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Now, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm not going to get through here. But we're freed from the consequences of sin. We're free. Everybody say, I'm free. I mean, really free. Amen? Does this mean we're not going to ever have a test or a trial or sickness or, uh, 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 you know, problems? No, no. That's not, that's not what that means. Many, the Bible, what does it say in Psalms 34, 19? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But let's don't stop there now. But <laughs> the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. See, we've had people going through afflictions. Devil's been attacking. That, that doesn't put no uh, bad light on that person that the devil's attacked. That doesn't mean they don't have faith. That doesn't mean they're not good people. That doesn't mean they're not saved. That, it just means the devil's attacking. The devil's attacking. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But we've got to get that conjunction but in there. But the Lord delivers us out of them all. God will deliver us. God will set us free. Now there comes a time when we're going to leave this earth. All the praying in the world is not going to keep you. God is the only one that has the expiration date. And when it comes time, nobody's going to stop you from going. In fact, some of you probably want to go at any time soon, you know, because that, that's our hope, that's our joy, that's our longing to be in the presence of God like that. We're in the presence of God now, but I'm talking about living in the presence of the Lord. But thank God. <laughs> Aren't you glad that we're the righteous ones? Amen. Many of the afflictions, spiritual warfare, but we got a high priest. He can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities tonight. He knows what we're going through. He feels the sorrow. He feels the sadness. He feels the loneliness. He feels the worry. He feels the fear. He, he feels all the stuff that's hitting us tonight. In whatever area it is, the, the Lord himself feels that. He's touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Infirmities enhances more than just sickness and disease, but it enhances any weaknesses or inabilities in us. He's touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Oh, thank God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to read this one scripture here, and then I'm going to quit. It's 10, verses 3 through 7. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Now look what it said, casting down imaginations. How many know this is where the battle's won and lost, right up here sometimes? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. When your obedience is fulfilled. I'll tell you what. Obedience is fulfilled when you do what God's word declares. Obedience is fulfilled when we lift our hands and praise God. Lift our hands in the sanctuary and glorify the Lord. That's obedience to the God. And when we do, we're going to see the, the fulfillment of what God wants to do in our lives as we begin to enter into that place with the Lord. But, and, and, uh, Well, I, I had, anyway. <laughs> oh, the weapons of our warfare, but mighty through God. And everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God to bring in their captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. Every thought. How many knows this? Your battles are won or lost right up here. You can believe in your heart, but if the mind and the heart not correlating together, sometimes the mind can overrule with, his, with its emotions, rather than the Word. Praise God. 
This is good. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that's within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Every time I read that, I get tickled because my daddy used to say, he'd get out there and he'd read that scripture and he'd get out there and just do a little jig, you know. And somebody would start laughing. He said, that's okay. He said, I'm just having a benefit. <laughs> if you're going to have a fit, have a benefit. Amen. And who forgives all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you what, I've seen some of our folks around here, their youth has been renewed. Amen. Their, their youth is renewed. Thank God for it. I, I, aren't you glad for that? Some of us younger ones need to get our youth renewed. <laughs> you notice I said us. <laughs> Amen. But your youth is renewed like the eagles. So what, I, I just want to, you know, don't condemn yourself because you're in trials or sickness. Rise up in faith. And let that God of, of, of health begin to move in your life and in your body. Let that God of peace begin to move in your mind and, and begin to umpire your heart with the thoughts of God and the things of God. And rise up and put, and put the devil in place. Where's his place? Under our feet. Under our feet. I'm going to march all over you, devil. You're under my feet. Victory's ours. Amen? Lift your hand and just thank God tonight. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You know, if, you, if, if the devil's been attacking your mind in any form or fashion... In situations, trials, problems. We need to just cast it all upon the Lord tonight. Just cast it all upon the Lord. Amen. I, I want us to do that. I want you just to, 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 you know, just get your head. You know, just to get a hold of your head here. Pull that junk out of there. <laughs> just pull it out in the name of Jesus. Lies. Lies from the enemy that says you can't make it, you won't make it. Lies from the devil. I tell you what, I, w- I want every one of us, when it comes time to go home, if the Lord tarries and some of us go home to be with the Lord, I want us to be able to just lie down with a smile on their face. I'm going home. We may have going home parties over at somebody's house one night. Hallelujah. Because it's not going to be a sad occasion. It's going to be a joyous occasion. Because we know where we're headed. Thank you, Lord. Oh, because He lives. I can face tomorrow. Because He lives. All fear is gone Because I know He holds the future And life is worth The living just Because He lives Oh, just slip your hand and sing it one more time to the Lord. Oh, because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. 
because I know He holds the future and life is worth the living just because you know, the Bible said, cast all your care upon Him because He cares for you. And I want us tonight by faith, nobody's looking, but just keep your eyes shut to the Lord. And I want you to just kind of reach in your mind or your heart or whatever where the cares might be. And just, just pull them out in the name of Jesus. And, and just by faith, come on now, put a faith action to this thing. Pull them out in the name of Jesus. Pull them out in the name of Jesus, and then just cast them, cast them over your shoulder there. Hallelujah. It's done. Glory to God. All because He lives, I can face tomorrow, because He lives. All fear is gone Because I know He holds the future And life is worth The living just Because He now, when we go home tonight, you ought to just take all that garbage out of your mind <laughs> and just put it over in the garbage can. Amen. Because Jesus is alive. He rules and He reigns. And He's Lord. He's Lord over every circumstance. And you know what? Whether we see the manifestation tonight, tomorrow, or the next day, Jesus is still Lord. And He's already paid the price. Faith answering time receives it now. Faith manifestation time could be whenever. But I believe it's going to be soon. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's stand our feet tonight. Thank you, Lord. Praise God for the Word. Thank God for the peace of God, the joy.